Welcome back to another episode of Think Out Loud with your host, Big Kanjo. Happy Black History Month and happy Valentine's Day to all my listeners who tend to think out loud. But before we get started with today's episode, make sure you guys are following Think Out Loud's Instagram page and subscribe to Think Out Loud on your preferred listening platform. But hey, y'all, how y'all doing? Happy Black History Month. Happy Valentine's Day. What's going on? It's really sunny and it's 60 degrees, so that means it's springtime. Hello, spring. Hello, tourist season. How are you doing? The goats is coming back, back and better, better than ever. 365 days around the sun and more. 365 days sounds like a really long time. That sounds scary to say out loud. But let me give y'all a quote. Have a vision. Be demanding. Colin Powell. I'm going to say it one more time. Have a vision. Be demanding. What do you say? Repeat it back to me. Oh, okay. That quote is only five words. And I every time I hear that quote or see it, I'm like, I really got to, I really got to put it on for real. I really have to do what I got to do. And five words has... Impact more than any. I kid you not. So take that quote, put it in the back of your head, and do what you gotta do. Apply it to whatever it needs to be applied to to get what you need to get done. But y'all, Super Bowl Sunday just passed, and huh, my Philly goats, my poor little Philly goats. I'm so sorry about this loss. I was really rooting for y'all. We had that game in a bag. It's it's been a long day. That that day was really exhausting, uh, very exhausting. I have so many memes in my phone. I have so many messages I sent talking smack. It's, it was a very long day. So, Philly Goats, you guys will be back soon. Recover, work hard. I mean, I did y'all thing. Them stats, them stats speak for itself, but we're, we're not going to get into that because this isn't a sports podcast. <laughs> but those halftime performances... In the Black National Anthem. Y'all know I love me a little bad guy. Queens. Two Caribbean queens. Eh? You know me saying? Me support everything we do. Everything. I'm just... I was... I was shocked. I was shocked. I don't think the Super Bowl ever did that before. Had a black halftime performer and a black... Um, national anthem singer from the Caribbean, both from the Caribbean. Cherylee's from Jamaica, uh, you know, Rihanna's from Barbados. So that's that's some good representation for everybody out there. Shout out to them, they did their thing. And Rihanna, she she really did her thing. Like she eats up every time, but she really ate this plate with her self promotion, y'all. She had her clothing brand on, and she patted her face with her makeup brand. If that ain't better promotion, I don't know what it is then. I don't know what it is. She really ate that up. And she having another baby too. She she just she doing it out here. She shout out to her, the queen. But um we need some more music. <laughs> LOL. Like we really we really do need some more music. But maybe maybe she'll give us some music after this, another baby drops. I don't know. 
it's it's up to her. So let's let's pray that we get another album before you know. I don't know. We get aged out. I don't know. But Cheryl Lee, the Black National Anthem. I can say that was a very historical moment. Shout out to her. She's beautiful queen from Moesha, from Abba Elementary. She was in so many films. Great actress. So shout out to my bad girls, Bambinas. Shout 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 out to them. They they did their thing. And Valentine's Day was yesterday. Happy Valentine's Day to y'all. I know it's a day late, but mm, it's still going on. I still see flowers in the street. I still see people wearing red and pink. So maybe give that person the flowers you were supposed to give them yesterday, but you forgot to get them. Maybe. I don't know. But that might that might cause an argument. So I don't know. Don't take my advice. Just live a better life. Yeah, I know that quote from Future. That was so smooth. I be I be so smooth on this podcast. Y'all, y'all really gotta give me my props and flowers because I kind of be smooth on here. My my little sayings and you know sentences be real smooth. But I just wanted to talk about what is Valentine's Day. What what is that to y'all? Because I don't really know what Valentine's Day is. We never really celebrated it in school like that. Like I mean, we would get little cutout flowers, but that's it. We never got days off from it. So is it really a holiday? Like there's a lot of holidays we don't get days off from. But I really want to know the historical information or context surrounding Valentine's Day. Will I search it up? No, because we do not get the day off. So I don't really think it's that relevant. But my personal idea of Valentine's Day is just love day. And that goes into who should celebrate it. I've been seeing a lot of Twitter posts because, y'all know, Twitter is very... Twitter has everybody's opinions all in one bowl. So it's really like the best of both worlds and slash the best of not both worlds. Because you literally see everyone's perspective. And it can't be problematic. It can't be helpful. So you just take what you want to take from Twitter. But people was like... Oh, Twitter, I mean, pardon me. Oh, Valentine's Day is for couples. I'm like, huh? When I grew up, my parents always gave me Valentine's Day cards, or balloons, money, chocolate, like everything. Now, I mean, we just do like text to the family and stuff like that. But I always just receive Valentine's Day love from all my family members. So it's like, hmm, is this a couple's? holiday or uh everybody holiday and you could show love to everybody to your friends family co-workers like it's just like i said to me it's love day and i don't think it's nothing wrong with showing appreciation i mean you should be showing appreciate to people all around all like 365 days around the sun but <laughs> i rest my case but still like just to have one day like okay like oh, i'm gonna go out my way and go crazy but like i said <laughs> 365 days around the sun. Don't choose one day to go crazy. Don't choose one day to go crazy. Just, you know, let's let's be real here. But that kind of corresponds with being okay with being alone and liking your own personal time. Because relationships is a really popular topic in my age group. And I was just discussing this with my friend, the idea of being okay with, with being alone and just like liking your own personal space. Because some people know how to be alone. Some people don't know how to be alone. And some people just cannot be alone. They're just hopping, hopping, doing this, talking to them, doing that, blah, 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 bing, bing. It's a lot going on. So just take whatever you want and apply it to what category you ever fall in, you know? Me, I'm okay with being alone because I'm just an alone person. I don't know how to explain it. I don't know if it's an introvert or an extrovert. Like, I just don't want to give one word to explain it because I'm just... I like my own personal space and I like my own 
idea of aloneness. And I have, like, just my own space everywhere I go. So it's like, maybe because I grew up like that, I like being alone or I don't mind being alone. But some people, like I said, they just cannot understand. Okay, let me... Let me work on myself. So the pros of just being alone overall, honestly, is just self-improvement and thinking. Thinking could be really problematic if you have anxiety. I'll tell you that. <laughs> and later at night, and you will not be able to sleep. You'll be like, oh, where's my birth certificate at? Oh, I should go to the gym in five weeks. Like, I'm telling you, thinking's really, it's a crazy drug. I'll tell you that. But Honestly, I feel like when you're alone, you have a lot of time to think about yourself and just work on self-improvement, whether it's your attitude, your work ethic, going to the gym, eating better, um, your just whole perspective of life and everything. Like, and that's a really that can get a really deep whole perspective of life. That might be another topic. I don't know. You tell me. But it's just it's just a really crazy time when you're alone because it can either be for the better or for the worse but I mean honestly I think it should always be for the better and I think you should always have room for improvement and always have time for yourself I mean yeah you might get bored ha ha he he and you might want validation you might want entertainment you might want reassurance okay cool everybody wants that but find that from other sources like going to the gym when I go to the gym I'm telling y'all, when I look in the mirror and see my gains, that's all the validation I need. (laughs) They're probably like, no, Kennedy, it's a validation of a different source, a validation from another person. Uh, I don't know. Like I said, I like being alone and I'm used to my own personal space, personal time. So I never really had that dip in the water of validation for other people, for real, for real. But like I said, seeing my arm gains and flexing in the gym is the only validation I need. So like I said... I don't know. That's just my take on it. It can get a little wishy-washy, but just overall investing in yourself. And now for the next topic, y'all. This really has a connection with black history because black woman. Hello. Let, let's shout out to the black queens. Let's let's really get into it. For this next topic, we will be discussing hyper femininity. Black love, black film. It's just, it's so much to really get into it because I have a lot to say. And I'm a black woman, so you know I'm going to have a lot to say for real. Like, this topic hits home. But for those who don't know what hyperfemininity is, it's basically like excessively expressing your gender. That's the definition I got from the internet. But hyperfemininity to me is just like, I don't even know how to explain it in a way that doesn't sound biased or like anecdotal but my version <laughs> cough my version and why my version of hyperfemininity is just like expressing womanliness to the max like to the stereotypical max so i'm not gonna dive too much into my definition because like i said this is my definition everyone has their own idea of what hyperfemininity is but you know how that goes. So hyperfemininity really connects to being a black woman because y'all know. Y'all, y'all know what we be going through. Y'all, y'all know the media, history, like everything just is just always knocking down the black queens. And I just don't get it. Mm, I really don't get it. 
But more specifically, let's talk about how it's just rooted into the media and today's aspect of being a black woman. So this may not apply to every black woman, but this is like the other view of us. So my say on this is I feel like black women have to be dolled up 24-7 to be deemed more feminine. And I say this because I'm on TikTok and Twitter a lot and as well as Instagram. And I'm really trying to lower my usage. I used to like lower my usage every month, but I don't know. I just be needing some serotonin laughs because these homework assignments be killing me. But I just feel like um, like me personally and like what I see in the media and the world, I feel like the level of femininity that black women have to express is so high compared to before so before in reference to like the 90s early 2000s 80s so on and so forth so for example we have to just correspond with the you know eurocentric you know beauty standards and let's keep it a bean right now let's keep it a big bean i feel like for every other race besides black, the beauty standards, like, are so low. And this is, okay, let me just, let me explain this a little better so I don't take this to heart and run with it. For example, I feel like I was just reading this on Twitter as well. A lot of women who aren't POC, like, they have to do nothing and they'll still be classified as, oh, beautiful, gorgeous, oh my God, Miss America, Miss Miss France, Miss, you know, like, and for black women, you have to like straighten your hair, get your nails done, have no hyper, hyperpigmentation, pardon me, um, have clear skin, have earrings in all the time. And this whole, I, okay, this is like, some people do like do this, like they grew up doing this, so that's calm. But Let's just emphasize what the definition of hyperfemininity is. So I mean excessively. So I'm 19, right? My age bracket, we don't have jobs like that. We're still living with our parents. We're young. So it's like, okay, they, this is just me. I'm Like I said this in my last episode too. I'm not going out the way to maintain stuff every four days, every five days to fulfill beauty standards, right? So just this all just wraps up to the beauty standard being higher for black women. So black women tend to feel like, oh, we have to be presentable 25-7, have to do my edges every day, this and that, so I don't get looked at like I'm crazy. And like I said, I feel like not every black woman is a victim to this ideology. I feel like I'm a victim to this because I tend, I mean, I love doing my edges. I'm going to keep it 100 with y'all. I love doing my edges. I just be feeling like that extra pop. But honestly, do I really do my edges? Like, should I really do it every day? One, because I don't want my edges to be thinning and balding and my forehead line is pushed back all the way to the back of the world, you know? So it's like all these beauty standards, I feel like it's also harming us as well, harming our health, harming our skin. Like it's it's a lot. I I can go into a spiel about it, but I really I don't know. Like it's 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 real crazy. And also like I just it's a shame because black women really I feel like we are classified as more masculine than feminine. So that's why we go out our way 
to, you know, show and prove our femininity. And that goes all the way back in time. But the message is you have to love yourself without anything before you love yourself with anything. And you're probably like, oh, that's the stuff my mom would be saying. Oh, that's corny. That's corny. But it's true, though. And I, I'm learning this, like, as I'm getting older. But before, like, simple stuff like this, I think I kind of touched on this in my last episode, too. I used to take pictures with filters every time. And I'm not, ta- I'm not like, trying to um, bash anyone who takes pictures with filters. But this is just my personal experience. I took pictures with filters, like, all the time, y'all. And they would be making my skin lighter, making my nose smaller, making my lips bigger, making my eyes smaller. Like, it was just, like, a whole face-altering filter. I'm like, oh, nah. And it's, like, simple things like that can become a habit. All my pictures, like, if I go on my Google Photos right now, I really wish I had a visual for this podcast sometimes because I really wish I could show y'all some stuff. But all my pictures have filters, and it's, like, simple things like that. I have to put on a filter to feel beautiful. Mm, I don't know about that one. So now I don't even touch filters. Filters look ugly to me because they're not real. They're not showing everything that's you. So when I mean by you have to love yourself, like, with nothing, then something, this, that's what I mean. Love yourself with no lashes. Love yourself with no nails because, one, that's an investment, <laughs> for a classic set, that's an investment. But then again, you're going to get so used to yourself looking like this with all this stuff on, then you're not going to be used to yourself without it. And that, I mean, to me personally, from what I experienced, that was really messing up my brain for real. It was just messing up my view of myself. So Hopefully, someone can take that and apply it in a positive way. Don't take offense to anything I said. Like I said, not everybody has different things that apply to them. But that's just that. But also, as well, a lot of trends that correspond with hyperfemininity has been developed. So, like, the soft girl, clean girl trend. I don't know if y'all heard about that. But basically, like, the soft girl was, like, nails done every day eyebrows plucked every day edges relaxed every day like now your edges is gone rp edges like stuff like that but all of this stuff is just like for the media we understand maintenance we understand self-care we understand self-love but a lot of the points and views that i saw and the way i perceived it i'm like okay what's going on why are you putting your hand under a UV light, your melanated hand with no sunscreen under a UV light every week? Um, I don't know about that one, like stuff like that. But if you got that, you got that. If you didn't, I'll try to explain it because that may be, I may go on yet. Basically, you should not be putting your hand under a UV light. Y'all know what UV light is when you get gel, manicures. Yeah, that can, that can give you skin cancer. That's that's what I saw. That's what I researched. But I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. Don't quote me. But that's what I saw. And it kind of makes sense because ultraviolet rays. That's why we have the ozone layer. Blah, blah, blah. Wear sunscreen. Wear eyes. I mean, wear eyeglasses. Wear the hat. You know. Okay, we're not going to get into that. Anyways. <laughs> and lastly, Black History Month. You know, I got I to gotta say my, my dues. I got to say what I got to say. But Black Love. 
and how it's portrayed in films. Can we can we just really talk about this? <laughs> I, I don't want to play devil's advocate and I don't want to play bad guy, good guy or good guy, bad guy. But I feel like black love in films is honestly like sometimes it's good, but it seems to me <laughs> emphasis on me. I feel like a lot of black love in black films is struggle love. Like what? Um, I don't know, like, and I was learning about this also in my woman gender studies course, like about like persistence and is it good or is it creepy? And like when a person keeps like demanding, hey, let me take you out. Oh, hey, like, can I get your number? Hey, and you keep saying no, 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 no. And then on the seventh, no, turns into a yes. It's like, "Mm, is that creepy or is that cute? But uh, this isn't that kind of podcast, so we're not going to talk really much about the psychology of that in women's gender studies. That's another thing, because that can get really crazy, too. But, yeah, like I was saying, I feel like a lot of black love in films is struggle love. And that's kind of scary and kind of sad. So I feel like in the future, like, they just have to project healthy love. Because one thing I'll tell you for sure, representation is a real thing. Idolization is a real thing. When you look at films and stuff, especially when you're young... When I loved when I, when I watched Love and Bask Love and Basketball, y'all, <laughs> I I forgot how old I was. I think I was like probably twelve or eleven when I when I watched it for the first time. I don't recall, but I can tell you I was young. And in my head, I'm like, yo, I'm really about to <laughs> I'm really about to take these hoops to the sun. Like I'm really about to be ballers life for real, and then find the ballers life boyfriend, husband, whatever. Yeah, that was a crazy time for me when I was younger. And I really took, every time I played basketball, all I thought about was other basketball, SNI, and Omar. That's kind of crazy. So when I tell you representation, idolization is a real thing, I'll tell you that for sure. So that's what I'm saying. If we project or show healthy black love in films, then maybe you never know. You you never know what it will influence. You'll never know. So it doesn't hurt to try. Because why is every person in a black love film arguing, fighting, like, what's going on? And I'm going to give a few examples. Baby Boy, Medea, um, Love Jones. Like, what's going on? And I love Love Jones. Don't get me started. I-, I love a good Love Jones. But it's like, why? I- and I know relationships aren't perfect, but I feel like, can we just have some positive representation? And don't get me started on Insecure. I love Issa Rae. Insecure was a great show. A great show. But I don't know. I don't know if it was that healthy. Mm. Lisa Ray, why did you accept that man back? I don't know. But yeah, y'all, that wraps up today's episode, the Black History Month. Fiesta. Nah, let me stop. <laughs> but yeah, y'all, y'all know I had to really talk about what I had to talk about because it's one of the Black History Month in Valentine's Day. Hello. Let's look at that connection right there. That was a clean, calm connection. But yeah, y'all, thank y'all for listening to today's episode. Make sure you guys are tuned into next week's episode. Don't forget to follow Think Out Loud's Instagram page and subscribe to Think Out Loud's platform page on your preferred listening platform. Y'all, I put Think Out Loud on almost every listening platform. Like, you have no excuse not to share it, listen, share it again. Like, come on now, let's let's just be, let's just be real. I could see I only had it on one platform, but no, I got it on like 10 plus platforms. Don't play with me. Support this black podcaster. Thank you very much. Happy Black History Month. 
Happy Valentine's Day. Shout out to the Philly Goats of Philadelphia. Cuckoo! Nah, let me stop. <laughs> but yeah, y'all, thank y'all for tuning in, and I'm out.